This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, it's a a welcome back to uh, the Chelsea legend that is Kerry Dixon and me, Stamford Chidge. We've been uh, away for a couple of weeks, thanks to the international break. Uh, But thankfully, uh, proper football, as I like to call it, is back this Saturday. And Kerry and I will be talking a little bit about that in a minute. Um, But first of all, how are you, Kerry? Are you well? Yes, fine, thanks, Dave. Um, I don't, you know, normally I find these international breaks um, relatively boring. Um, I don't know about the nation's um, set up yet the Nations League I don't really know what to make of it but I have to say um, Croatia was a little bit boring but the Spain game England-Spain was a, was a very inspirational sort of game for a, for a, from a young English team and uh, I found it a, a very you know very enjoyable to watch and, and, and a decent performance uh, away in Spain at any time you know even if Spain would have come back 3 or it was still a decent performance they probably would have got hammered if that be the case but by and large, um, I think Gareth Southgate's doing a wonderful job and uh, I did enjoy this break uh, in terms of football and uh, the football that was played during. Yeah, I've got to be honest with you, Kerry. I, I completely agree with that. Um, I enjoyed it too. Uh, I thought England were brilliant against Spain. They really, really were. And I, do you know what I like uh, most as well? The fact that they, you know, they defended so brilliantly. I mean, let, let's face it, Ramos's header, last, literally the last touch of the match, you know, so really they did them three one in my book, and I mean that's a that's a phenomenal result, and also good to see Ross Barkley playing. I thought, yes, it was. I mean, I mean, I know it's a Chelsea show and all the rest of it. I mean, I have my own uh, feelings and stuff. I, I've been saying for a long time that I feel that um, Sterling and perhaps Rashford, you know, will come on to Rashford soon. But um, they're both decent players, and you know, both scored. Rashford got a bit sticky in the Croatia game, and uh, I think they've done well. I think uh, coming back to Barkley, I think that uh, you know he's. We started off this season with with uh, Kovacic, Kovacic, or Kovacic. 
competition, whatever it is, uh, um, um, lost a streak, uh, and Barkley all going for one position in Chelsea. But I think um, the more Barkley plays, um, the better he gets. And, you know, he, he's been given his chance by England, and once again, Southgate has, you know, said, look, there's a position possibly for someone who wants to take it. And uh, as much as the Chelsea um, position might still be up for grabs, or you have to speak to sorry, Mr. Sorry about that, but I think Barkley's having a right go. And, um, you know, I've, I've been relatively impressed, uh, quietly impressed with his progress so far. Mm. And uh, long may it continue. And who knows, he might become the player that he was tipped to be as a junior and many expected him to be and uh, go on and be, I'm, I'm not going to say the next fake Lampard, but an instrumental midfielder for Chelsea in the forthcoming years. I yeah I, I hope so. He looks he looks a good player to me, Kerry, and I, I was very impressed uh, in the last match he played for us against Southampton. I thought he kind of came of age a bit as a Chelsea player there. Now before we get into the you know the United game, uh, I just want to catch up because I mean in between you and I talking for the last show, you've had your event with David Speedy, haven't you? How how did that all go? Um, well, we had a couple of events. One was uh, one got knocked uh, knocked on the head um, for various reasons. Um, the other one went pretty well. Um, we we uh, got together down in Southend, and there was a fair few Chelsea lads there. Um, you know, a lot of old school Chelsea lads knew pretty much everything. Go back. Uh, I've been down the place before. It's uh, you know, it's a, it's a bar called Players down in Southend, and uh, um, there are various celebrities go down there, um, and of course myself and David. Um, <laughs> it's pretty much a well-known combination, mm. certainly amongst Chelsea fans, and there was uh, quite a few turned up to. Um, have a chat and took us some stories and so on. And uh, it was good to see David again. Um, he was in quite good form. Not quite the old David. Uh, he's mellowed uh, a little <laughs> bit, I, 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 as I think we all have as we get older. And uh, at the moment, um, he's mellowed down to 100%, 100 mile an hour. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, it sounds like it was a cracking evening. It was a shame I, I couldn't see that. It would have been great to see David Speedy and you two back together. A great partnership for Chelsea in the past. Uh, that that uh, subject may come up again later in the show, Kerry. I warn you now. Uh, but before we do oh, that, well. <laughs> let's get on with the United stuff. Massive match for us, of course. Um, I, I've done a bit of homework uh, this week. Uh, you'll be alarmed to hear. But um, <laughs> I found out this uh, this is quite an incredible stat. Um if you look at Chelsea's record against United in the Premier League, we've uh, we've only yeah, lost. You know my views on. Yeah, you know my I, views I, on the Premier League. But yeah, all right, we'll, I, well, we'll, I'll listen to it. In, in, yeah, you know. well, it's it's complicated right, if you do it. I'll let you yeah, it, it's complicated. Well, no, you, you're you're entitled to your objections, but there's there's a reason yeah. for this, and that's because if you okay. go if you go back throughout time, it becomes less relevant in a sense. Not least because right, okay. we not least because we lost more, but that's me cheating really. Uh-huh. But no, okay, we just stick with the Premier. Okay, well, if you look, if you just stick with the Premier League, so since nineteen ninety two three, I think, uh, yeah. we've only lost five times at home to United in twenty six matches, right? And the last defeat was a three two defeat in October two thousand twelve, which was kind of when Robbie Di Matteo's wheels were beginning to come off. I mean that's astonishing. We've only lost five times to them at home in twenty-six matches. What do you think of that? Um, I was going to say one immediate reaction, but uh, you know there'll be plenty of United fans. I'm sure they've been listening to this show, but um, come straight back at me and say that I was going to say that well we've been the better team yeah. in the Premier League, and uh, you know you look you look at that and you think well they have won certain things since the Premier League 
uh, was started up in '92. Uh, be interesting to see what the stat is to see who. I mean, you can spin it around however you like. Uh, who's the better team? Um, you know, we've both won. If you want the Holy Grail, um, the Champions League, we've both won numerous FA Cups and leagues. It'll be it'll be tight. I, I couldn't say offhand, but so. You know, it doesn't surprise me that we've been the better side. Five in 26 is a little bit surprising. Mm. I expected it to be a little bit tighter than that. Yeah. I don't know what the draw factor is on that. Um, you know, um, how many times they beat us. Um, but no, um, if you ask me who his favourites going into this weekend, it, it would probably be Chelsea. Mm. Yeah, and I think so too. I mean, at the end of the day, mate, I mean, you know, we're on fire at the moment. Well, actually, that's an interesting point. I don't actually think we're on fire, but we're we're doing okay, and we aren't, we aren't getting beat, which is which is I think more than any of us really expected. And of course, United uh, look to be suffering from third season Mourinho syndrome. And I mean, they were very lucky to get away uh, with it against Newcastle. I thought. I mean, if that if uh, I can't remember, I think it was Taylor, wasn't it? If he if he had seen. Uh, that that handball and the penalty area, they'd have got a penalty. They could have been three nil up, and I I think even United, who I thought actually came back really well in the second half, but I think they would have struggled to come back from three nil down. And I mean, you know, Mourinho could have been fired. So I would put us at the moment as red hot favourites. But there's always a but, yeah, uh, isn't there? Always there's a but. You know, I mean, we are favourites. We're at home, and you know, you've already said about the stat in the Premier League and so on. Um, stats could change. In five years, they could it could be a totally different stat. You know that five home games yeah. we could lose them all, and all of a sudden that that stat's totally different. But um, we're not on fire. Um, we're playing okay. We're playing quite well. Um, something Manchester United are doing in patches. Um, but the trouble is, when they're in their poor patches, they can see goals, and you know um, they're not compact. They're, they seem to be disjointed, not a unit. Um, pretty much like, and I'm, I don't want to stick the knife with the blokes under a bit of pressure because, you know, Jose's still our greatest ever manager yeah, in terms of trophies. Um, no matter, on. no matter what, it will be interesting to see what sort of reception he gets again. Um, but nevertheless, um, you're quite right, Jose. You know, after a period of time, he, it, it seems to all fall apart. He buys a couple of players, he wins something straight away, and then he, he can't actually find the means at the moment to build this dynasty that he so wants to build. I think he wanted to build it at Chelsea. And now he wanted to build it at United. And, um, it, 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 you know, he's being undermined a little bit. You know, the arguments all, all the time, it upsets everyone. No one likes to hear it. When the players become embroiled like Pogba and so on, you know, it, it can't be good for the dressing room. Chelsea have experienced it. I've experienced it personally myself um, in, in the John Collins era. You know, when the team was in the dressing room was fragmented, it's very hard to pull back round. And if it is that way, and players are upset and they're not going to pull it, not going to get back round, then Jose's got an uphill battle. And uh, Chelsea do need to take advantage of that this weekend. Mm, that's an interesting point. Um, I mean, that's, I was going to kind of ask you that. I mean, what, what do you think's gone wrong at United? I mean, is it is it Mourinho? Is it the players? What what, what is you know what's happened there? Well, I think I think the egos of the players and, and you know the, the strength and the, the power of the players these days uh, it will play a vital role. Jose, as, as we all know, he he wants to be the top ego, invariably he is, and, and the, the top man, the final say in everything, and and and, and he will have. You know, he, he could lead out the team, he, he can do all sorts of stuff which managers can do or can't do. But the problem is the power of the players these days is strong. And uh, Pogba, for example, coming back from the World Cup win. 
um, he's going to be a tough cookie to crack. You know, eighty million pounds worth they spent on him. Um, whether Jose says he bought him or he didn't buy him, it's down under his management. And you know, it, it, it's going to be a tough one. Um, he's got to try and get up with players more. I think I would have thought that he would have learned that lesson um, when it happened here. You know, if Chelsea fans booing well three of our players um, who supposedly were upset in the dressing room with Jose, and so it's a bit we were sticking it behind the manager because you know for whatever reason and saying the players should get out there and do it. It's hard for the players. The two parties have to meet. You know, in, in any argument anywhere, there's got to be common ground. And two people, even if they disagree, they've got to meet in the middle and shake hands and get on with what's with them over. And that, in United's case, is the team and for Jose. Um, if they don't, um, it's going to be continual arguments, people showing dissent when they come off, substitutions, uh, the dressing room, they won't train properly. They'll find it very hard to put it around. And, you know, I think in, inevitably the manager will leave. Mm. Well, that's I think that's really interesting, isn't it? And I mean, I think there's a really good, there's a really good case to be had that one of the issues that Jose faces is the fact that he hasn't adapted and that, you know, football in a sense, and certainly players have moved on since the glory days when he was at Chelsea first time round, and they, they just won't have it from people anymore. And I think in a sense, you know, the battle between him and Pogba absolutely encapsulates that. And I think it's an interesting question about Pogba. I mean, is he is he a really talented footballer or is he just a walking ego and, and, and social media celebrity? Because, you know, sometimes you wonder. Well, I think, well, I think he's a bit of both. But, you know, mm. he, he's, uh, he's scored goals in the World Cup. Yep. He's, he's got a World Cup winner's medal. Yep. He's playing for arguably the best nation in the world at the moment. Mm. And he's a regular. Yeah. Um, He's playing for one of the biggest clubs in the world, and he will be a regular, unless him and Jose have this big fallout and he's left out, which will be causing a war for all. Um, but I don't think he's not a Zidane, he's not a Lampard, he's not a Gerard, and I don't think he's a Skulls yet. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, he will argue, he's got cases for, you know, he'll say, well, none of them won a World Cup. Um, you know, none of them, you know, he's done things in his lifetime that not many players who play, play the game will ever do. Um, but he's done it. But no, he doesn't take the game by the scruff of the neck. He doesn't. Um, he, he's far from being one of the best and greatest midfielders. But he is a modern player, and they're slightly different to some of the older ones. You know, he, he wouldn't be a Zidane. He wouldn't be a Glenn Hoddle. He, he's certainly not a Brian Robson. You know, these are the people that I, you know, I think are great uh, for, for whatever reason. And there's always arguments for and against, but. Um, he is a powerhouse and he is strong and he's box-to-box player. I think he isn't as skillful as he would perhaps like. Um, he's not involved in too many assists or scoring himself. I think he's just an orthodox, not just an orthodox, he's a high-profile orthodox midfield player mm. in the modern game. And, you know, to be a great, he's got to add something. He's got to add goals, he's got to add assists, he's got to add passing. Or he's got to be like Roy Keane, boss mm. the midfielder, Patrick Vieira. Yeah. You know, he's none of them players that I've mentioned. Mm. And, uh, you know, I I just, you know, the only thing about it is if Jose doesn't win the argument or the argument's not compromised or if it appears that Pogba's won the argument, I don't know where the game goes after mm. that yeah. because player power will boss all managers and, you know, the manager really has to win. But Jose has got to give a little bit here. Um, he's got to win amicably. And quietly, not in the back page of the press, and so on. But that's their problem. Yep. At the moment, Chelsea are going along 
nicely under a what appears to be extremely decent manager and there's no problems in the dressing room. Well, it's like chalk and cheese, isn't it? And I mean, it is weird. I, I, I take your point earlier on. It's, it's one I subscribe to, actually. I, I've got a massive amount of love for Mourinho in spite of everything that happened the second time around because you cannot take away the fact that he, in terms of silverware that we want, is Chelsea's greatest ever manager. And there's a very good chance he'll remain that for a long, long, long time. So, you know, on the one hand, I, I'm chuckling. You know, I'm enjoying what's happening at United because we had to go through it. But on the other hand... I kind of have some sympathy for him because, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for what he brought. But as you said, all bets are off on Saturday. He is without doubt the enemy on Saturday, as are the rest of the Man United team. Um, the thing is this, Kerry, I, 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 you know, it could go two ways, isn't it? I mean, everybody's saying that, that United are going to come and park the bus. It would be a very Mourinho thing to do, given that, um, you know, he needs a result. He, he needs not to get beat, I think is how I would put it. You can really um, see I, him I, I, coming I, that I, way. I wouldn't. Sorry to interrupt. There. That's all right. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say that he doesn't need to get beat. I mean, getting beat away at a top three side is, is going fantastic. Well, really well in the league is a bit different to getting beat at home by Newcastle, who's yeah. not going so well. Yeah. You know, he needs to win them games in front of yeah, his yeah. own crowd. If Chelsea were to beat them, it's not the end of the world. We are expected to win, and you know, it's a difficult game. He will be ecstatic and, and, and crowing if they walk away of anything at all if they get mm. a point a draw you know that'll be successful Mourinho mm. um, you know how he works and he'll have a plan and all the rest of it and how he managed to work it out but the reality is um, they've still got players that can win games they've mm. still got some extremely good players who just aren't playing some of them are playing some of the time and that some of the time is good enough to win games like I mentioned Rashford uh, one matter for example I don't know what team he's going to play Um Delaney can be a match winner. We've seen it so many times. Big, ungainly, gets his head on things, you know, whether he's off the bench or whatever. You know, they've got some decent players. Jesse Lingard's decent enough. And, of course, Lukaku, you know, they're all capable. Pogba, they're all capable of winning the game for them. Um, but we also have a player uh, who, at the moment, is better than all of them. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm waxing lyrical about the bloke every time I uh, talk to anyone. You know, Eden Hazard in his form. He's, he's reaching an age whereby he's peaking. Um, I think whatever he's got left on his contract, and I don't want to upset the fella, but I, I gather he's got a couple of years left and then he'll be about in and around 30. If Chelsea looking to cash in, I'll, I'll keep him the two years and keep him happy and uh, let him go towards the end of it at 30 for uh, something along them lines. Um, because at the moment, we will get the best out of him. Um, you see, the, not the demise, but you see... Ronaldo, you see Messi, there's, you know, age is catching up. He waits for no man. And, you know, the, the, the Barcelona team, and I feel Real, of course, uh, Ronaldo's left, but they're not quite the same forces when they were firing at the top of their game. And Chelsea with an Eden Hazard, I've said before, will become an ordinary side um, without him. But at the moment, with him, we're up there punching and uh, we're amongst it as long as he's playing. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, that's... Actually, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because there's some rumours that were kicking about this week that uh, uh, that, that Hazard may well sign uh, another contract with us. And apparently a lot of it's down to his relationship with Maurizio Sarri, which is good. And I think that Sarri is without doubt uh, getting the best out of him at the moment. Certainly that's what it looks like on, on the pitch. Um, and of course, the other, the other adjunct to that, Kerry, is that it's rumoured that Antonio Conte might be uh, joining them, uh, joining Real Madrid as their manager. 
And of course, you know, Hazard and Conte, I don't think they necessarily saw eye to eye. I don't think he really enjoyed particularly particularly the last year playing under Conte. So, you know, if Conte goes to Madrid, that might make that, uh, you know, less likely that he goes. One can hope so anyway. Um, the one thing I was going to ask actually about Hazard in, in, in terms of the game I mean, a couple of years ago or a few years ago in a cup match, uh, Jose really set up United to target Hazard uh, and they were kind of fouling him by rotation. And actually, I think it was Oliver, Michael Oliver, wasn't it, the referee? But he sent off Herrera really early. It was a cup match, wasn't it, I think? Uh, and actually dealt yeah, with it. I, I, but, yeah, uh, I mean, go on. Eden Hazard, gets, Eden Hazard gets kicked everywhere. He, he knows he's going to get kicked. I mean, his mm. players are not as talented as him. They can't stop him. But, he beats players. You know, Mar- Maradona got kicked. You know, Franco Zola got kicked. You know, these skillful players. Pat Nevin got kicked. You know, but they also ride challenges and they get they 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 know it's coming. You know, and they can get round it. Um, okay, if they the days have gone where people try to maim you and they take you out around mm-hmm. the waist um, or in around the knee, um, it's slightly a mistime challenge. But the referees are you know for all the stick they get, they're they're pretty good on on, on these sort of things. And any challenge that's a if he studs up, invariably it's a booking, and you know they're going to have to rotate pretty good because Hazard on, on on the form he's in, you know half the United team will be booked in the first half. Mm. And, you know they could be down all sorts of men if, it, if, it, if that is what it is. Um, everyone wants to say how to play Eden Hazard, stand up, don't dive in, and you know or kick him or whatever. And I think he, he's totally aware he's a top player, and um, it's just one of the things that he's got to put up with. Um, but yes, it, it would be good to see a referee, a strong referee. Um, but referees these days, they won't be offering any more protection to Eden Hazard than they would do, say, Paul Pogba. You know, I think they try and do it fairly when they try and referee the game as they see it. Um, you know, Jose always used to say, um, we want a strong referee for this one and young people kicking. It, it, and it, it, now it's now it's role reversal, if you like. Um, so, and of course, when you said park the bus, I think he was the one that, famously coined the phrase park the bus mm. um so if you come to park the bus well the wheels will turn full circle <laughs> indeed they will i mean so, you know talking about referees Kerry, i think it's interesting because actually we've got mike dean on saturday which makes most chelsea supporters grimace uh i've got some more stats for you here you're gonna love this uh mike dean's awarded uh more yellow cards against chelsea than any other team 122 He's given us more red cards than any other team, uh, six in total, and he's awarded Man United more penalties than any other team, which is 16. What do you think of that? Well, I think the conclusion is that if Jose Mourinho ends up moaning about this game <laughs> and about any decision the referee has given, then it will be a totally sour Mourinho at the end of it because yeah. uh, with them stats, um, you know, he couldn't ask for any more, uh, a better referee that, that would favour his side. And look, listen, it's slanderous to say anything um, that Mike Dean would ever be like that. It's purely coincidence, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, and, and, and that would be the case. Um, he's, a, he's a top referee, and he'll referee the game as he sees it. Um, you don't know who he supports, do you? I don't actually. I mean, I know you know. There's a few. I think there's a few that are up kind of the northwest, which has been uh, subject to quite a lot of you know people moaning about. Yeah, but I, I don't. Th- I don't think he's one of them. Yeah, but I don't think he's yeah, one I'll of them. I'm not sure where no, he's from. I say that tongue in cheek. It's just a, it's always an interesting <laughs> thing, you know, because um, he'll still go down his, down the pub with his mates. I'm sure, or he'll have mates who he'll talk to and give it a penalty against the team that he supports. Uh, listen, it's called that's called life. It's what that's what makes the game great. Mm. And uh, 
is an upshore, he'll be fine. Mm. Well, as long as he's fair to both sides, that's all I ask. So we shall see when we get to the top, Dave, by being unfair. Put it that way. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, uh, let's let's have a quick look at. I mean, we we mentioned Ross Barkley earlier on, didn't we? And you know, there's now an interesting tussle uh, as to who starts, whether it's Kovacic or Barkley. I, I've got to be honest; I'm inclined to start Barkley at the moment, but uh, many many people I know would say say the opposite. I'd be interested to hear what you think. Yeah, it's neck and neck. Um, Kovacic is, you know, he come in and well, done nothing wrong, fits in, fitted in perfectly every time he plays, whether it's from substitute or or at the start of the game. And Barkley had it at the start of the season. Um, he hasn't played every game, but he hasn't let anyone down either when he's come on. And the form of these two is a, is a big hindrance, of course, to Ruben Loftus Cheek, who's desperate to have an opportunity. But he got that. Um, was it the League Cup? He, he got his opportunity. On that particular game, it's a sad thing for a youngster because I think he could turn out to be a very good player. Um, but on that, on what we've seen so far in the pecking order, he, he would be behind them too. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a chance that he might he might go off for a loan in January myself because uh, it's really hard, isn't it? I mean, we want we want to see him succeed at Chelsea, but frankly, you've got to you've got to earn that place in the side. Well, isn't well, Ross Barkley's got to succeed at Chelsea? Um, Kovacic, not necessarily so. He'll be like, he's got a year's loan, and he'll put pressure on him. He's a, he's a very good player. Yeah. Um, but but Barkley would be desperate to succeed as well. Yeah. You know, he's a young man who's destined for the top, and hasn't quite cracked it yet. You know, first and foremost, he's got to establish himself like he did at Everton as a first teamer at Chelsea, which is <laughs> to coin a phrase which everyone seems to be using these days, uh, the next level. Mm-hmm. But I never tell you what. I what the next level is. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But I, I agree with that, mate. And it is a level up from Everton, whatever way you look at it. And, and I think he gets that. I'll tell you what's also encouraging about Barkley is the fact that, you know, he's been very... Um, pra- he's praised the coaching he's getting at Chelsea. Uh, slight, slight dig at Everton, perhaps. But he's praised that. And he's working really hard. He's Apparently, he's the first on the training pitch and the last off it. So he's putting in the hours to improve as well. So... You know, you've got to hand it to him there. He's doing everything he can to make sure he does succeed, and I, and I applaud him for that. Well, it's showing, it's showing positive results from what I've seen, anyway. Mm, mm, exactly. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match... And they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month. And you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. 
There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, of course, there's the usual conundrum up top, Kerry. Um, I, 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 well, conundrum? Well, not not for you. I think you'd start Giroud uh-huh. ahead of Morata every game. I mean, the only thing I would well, say, say in Morata's defence is that, you know, he's, he has scored two in two. Uh, and, of course, he scored in the 1-0 win against uh, United last season. So, you know... I don't. I mean, you tell me. You used to play. I mean, to play. Does that you know? Yeah. Does that get into players' heads? Oh, I scored against them last year. That kind of makes you more uh, positive. When you're on a poor run, and Miranda was on a poor run, uh, it's a great scene in the world to get a goal, no matter if it's a tapping, uh, a fluke, uh, a flick by the hair, anything. Um, get his name on the score sheet, um, especially the first one when, when he missed two goldens as well. Um, according to me, anyway. No, I agree. Um, yeah, he missed two goals, then he gets his goal, and great, okay. And then he gets another one. He could go on a run. Mm. But first and foremost, you know, he's, he's got to get in the team. Yeah. You know, if I was sorry, I, you know, I've got to be honest, I, I, I wouldn't be playing him, no. Mm. Um, I, I would be playing him. You, you know my thoughts on it at the moment. Yeah. I'm quite happy to be converted and change my mind. I'll stand there, I am happy to change my mind on any decision. I didn't dive in on the bandwagon whenever I was saying, oh, great, Morata comparing his scoring and all that. The very first 10 games of last season, I thought, hmm, I'll have a little look. And sure enough, it didn't happen. And, you know, he's not the £60 million player that I thought and hoped he would be. I'm not saying he can't be. I'm not saying it won't happen. But it's not there at the moment. And I think Giroud is a better bet. Yeah, you, I mean, to be fair to you, Kerry, you, you've been absolutely 100% consistent on this all the way through. And, of course, what I would add is that uh, if anybody knows what it takes to be a successful number nine at Chelsea, it would be you. So, you know, I think... Well, I was a bit lucky. I hit the ground running and, uh, you know, it, it didn't stop for a couple of seasons. Uh, yeah. It slowed down a little bit after that. But, um, no, Morata stopped for one reason or another. And if you look back at his career, that, that is his career. Mm. Few goals injured, few goals out, few goals, not many more goals out from a don't play their games. Don't get the goals. You know, mm. hasn't scored the goals. hasn't hasn't done it. hasn't done it anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, my you know, he might argue he's doing it for Spain, but well, you not, know, not against England. He's in his he national wasn't. side. He's in his national side. He he, he has scored goals. No, no, not for me. No, mm. not at the moment. And yeah. well, the other one we've got is if the argument for Pogba is I've won the World Cup. Well. The one we've got has just won the World Cup final as well. Mm, yeah, and uh, he's well-loved, Oli Giroud, at Chelsea. That I can say for well, certainty. He, he tries. He, he doesn't shout about You don't hear him in the papers. You don't, you don't hear anything this and that. Or he, there's a few things at Arsenal, a few bits and pieces got out in terms of his social life. But what you see is on the pitch. You see a hard-working bloke. Um, he offers certain attributes to any team. Um, and he's doing well for us. And at the moment, his attributes that he offers bring more to the table than what Morata does. Mm. Um, my message to Morata would be, convince me. Mm. I'm happy to change my mind. Mm. Interesting stuff. All right. OK, well, we really ought to kind of figure out what we think about how it's going to go. So, I mean, how do you think this is going to play out? Um, Chelsea are favourites. Um, I can't wait to see Eden Hazard playing 
what they're going to do. Um, they've got good players, they've got good defenders, they've got internationals, um, but they're not playing as a unit. And, you know, I think they're there to be taken. And I, I, I think Chelsea can take them. I mean, Newcastle uh, getting two goals. I mean, teams are scoring against, you know, every team, you know, all sorts of teams are scoring against United. Uh, Wolves are scored, you know, up at their places. Yeah. They, you know, they... Their defence is not strong. It's not. There's no Yapstam. There's no Rio Ferdinand. There's no, you know, there's no nothing. I mean, no disrespect to the players that play there. Bailey, uh, Smalling, Jones. You know, Smalling and Jones haven't quite fulfilled their potential. We spoke about that with Barkley. They haven't fulfilled the potential that they had when they went to United. You know, but Fulham and Blackburn, I think, respectively, they were going to be something. I mean, I think it mentioned Phil Jones is going to be the next John Terry. Well, he's not even half a John Terry at the moment, mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, and, right. uh, you know, Smalling, you know, if he plays, I don't know which team they'll play. Uh, Linda Roll, I, I, I really don't know. I mean, they could change it. Joe, they could do anything. And you couldn't, I don't double-guess managers and try and pick teams and so on. I, I think what I'd pick, but Jose Mourinho, he, he would change it to suit. Um, Matic is a doubt. Um, would, would, will Matic play? You, you, you really don't know, but I think United are there for the taking. How will it pan out? <laughs> I just hope Eden Hazard stays on the pitch. He stays fear of injury, and I think we'll win the game. Mm. It's a re- to be honest, Kerry. I think it's, this is actually quite a, a tough match to call because you know we don't we don't know how. I think a lot will depend on how Jose sets it up. But then again, you're right. I mean, their their defence. I mean, the, the, go on. Dave, I'm in the rough. You're a little bit this week. Sorry it's all right. You're allowed to. This, uh, you, 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 you've adopted, or you seem to have adopted, and it's not an accusation, but um, it happens to everyone. The the modern the modern syndrome, the, the thing where everyone starts to say something, or someone says something, then everyone copies the phrase. You know, like the group, uh, the squad has been erased now. It used to be a squad yeah. squad game, and everyone rotate the squad. Yeah. It's all now because because uh, of certain foreign managers have come in, they can't speak English. It's now the group. You know, and so and, and things, and and you've said, uh, you know, um, something there. How a manager sets the team up. Look, when you've got an Eden Hazard, when we had Pat Nevin, how do you set him up? We well, don't. I, I said something to you earlier on this season when we spoke. How is Sari who sets up his team to press high? How's he going to get Eden Hazard to go and press a ball back and chase chase the ball back to the goalkeeper and chase across? Him? It's not going to happen. So he's adopted a different policy. Set your team up. The, the, a manager can pick a team. He can tell you who to mark defensively. He can set you in. So you're in the wall defensively. You've got to get tight to him. He can say certain things. But mm-hmm. when Eden Hazard goes round you, what does a centre half do? He thinks for himself. He don't wait for Mourinho or someone else to say no. how I set up. If he beats him, will you go and take him? Well, if he beats you as well, will someone else comes across? These are the things that happen. The, the geniuses like Hazard, like Zola, like Maradona, the, 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 the match winners, you know, you can't set up a team against them. Mm. And I think, I, but that's kind of the point I was making. You know, Mourinho can, can I'll use my term, set the team up to play a certain way. But if the players yeah. uh, either don't, you know, do what he asks them to do, or they're beaten or fair and square. And fail. Yeah, exactly. Or they're beaten fair and square by some, some, some skill. What can you do? And I yeah. think the interesting thing, if you watch that Newcastle match, you know, they weren't pressing and they were leaving huge holes in the defence, which Newcastle exploited very, very well. So that tells you it's a bit of the former. So he might come and try and park the bus against Chelsea on Saturday, but they might not play to his instructions and, and they'll get walloped. And that, and just listen, a, go on then, go on. Sorry, if you, if you listen to some of the stuff that comes out in the press, um, again, Pogba, it's about 
we don't attack enough. Everything's defensive. We, yeah. we get behind the ball. Everything, we're not allowed to express ourselves, go forward, and you know, in a veiled dig. And to be honest, it, I can imagine that being the case yeah. up there. Because yeah. Jose is, no disrespect, he's a defensive manager. I mean, how many times we see him pull off Joe Cole, put Ian Robert, Ian Robert, we see him pull off one matter. You know, all the skillful players get pulled off and, and the spine used to stay. Mm. You know, he never took Drogba, Lampard, Terry or any of them players off. Mm. Um, it was always uh, the skillful small players. As soon as you go one nil up, it's, or oh, take it off. He wouldn't go and win four, five, six nil. If the team did it, then we were well on top, so be it. But, he certainly wouldn't do that. He'd win one nil, try and get a second. If not, take off the little man and, and bring on a six foot three unit in midfield to see in front of the back four. Mm. And you know that's what he does at United as well. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. I mean, this is the thing, and this is why I think it's hard to call because they're unpredictable. I mean, on on if they if they don't turn up, if they if you know if if they're sloppy. We could wallop them, mate, I think. That's the point. If we get on a roll, hazards on fire, we could absolutely, you know, it could be a repeat of the 4-0 we had a few years ago. Um, but I yeah. think it's also, it's also it's also like, you know, it's just as likely to be a, a draw or a real dull defensive match where we can't break yeah. them down. And, you know, also they could just nick it on a counter. I, I'm finding this one yeah, really hard to call. They've got some pacey players yeah. in Rashford, Lukaku, you know, some, some real quick players, you know, um, our defence is going to be tested a little bit in yeah. certain areas. Yeah. I don't know the speed. As Pelicueta, I mean, he's pacey enough. He can handle most, you know. Um, but I'm not sure centrally that we, we've got the, the paces. Lukaku uh, that, um, we might have the edge in that department. I don't know. Um, but there's an international defenders. But it's not... I'm not going to say it's not going to be a pushover. I think Chelsea will win. Mm. Um, on current form, we will win. Um but they have players who on their day can be a match winner. And it's a big game, a lot of attention on it. And you know, who's to say? Uh, one of them can't score a goal. I hope they don't. But uh, I hope current, current form continues as it is. And if that be the case, it'll probably be somewhere in the region of um, 3 or 4, 1 to Chelsea. Well, I, I'm, I'm not going to predict one this week. I'm really not, because I don't know. I, I can't call it. But I'm bloody hopeful that it is 3 or 4, 1, mate, because it will be great. Uh, well, the, current form, well, I can't yeah, see why not. Yeah, we're averaging. Absolutely. I, I don't know. We're looking at three goals ish um, over the season so far. I don't know what the actual average is, but uh, we, we do get goals. Mm. We do concede goals, at least one. Um, <clears throat> and they definitely concede goals. So, yeah, goals in the game and Chelsea to win it. Yeah. Of course, if that does happen, if we do thump them a bit, you know, that's going to leave, I think, Jose Mourinho. Pretty vulnerable. Um, do, do you think if that happens, he might he might get the tin tack? Oh, listen, I hope he doesn't, and uh, I hope he manages to turn it round at United to a degree. You know, not above us, but you know, I still have. We've got uh, Nemanja Matic. You've got uh, one matter there, the former Chelsea players, and you know, and, and Jose, as you already said, is what he is, and you know, we can take the Mickey. He's gone to a. A, a, a smaller club or a club, a lesser <laughs> club at the moment. There's all, all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. Then behind us, but the bottom line is, um, I can't help but think he, he, he wanted to succeed with us. He, I, I'd like to say he's one of us. I don't know. He he tainted a few um, opinions, if you like, with, with some of the shenanigans that went on down at our place the second time around. And you know, some people won't budge on that. And fair play, uh, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but. I think his heart was always at Chelsea, and I think he's gone to United. He's trying to say, "Oh, I'm United," and all the rest of it. But I think he's privately 
absolutely gutted that um, the Chelsea thing didn't work out. And uh, I don't want him to get the sack. Um, and if we beat him 4-1, I definitely don't want him to get the sack. Yeah, I think that's incredibly generous of you, Kerry, there. Uh, I'm not surprised in the least. Um, talking of uh, talking of the match on Saturday, there is, of course, something else happening. I hope. Fingers crossed. But I'm, I'm reliably informed by the, the lovely chaps who kind of named themselves Chelsea Chicago. Great bunch of lads as well, they are. But they're the chaps who have uh, designed and done the, uh, the banner for you. You know, remember me showing you that picture of the banner we did? Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently, uh, it's coming over this weekend, and uh, we're going to be putting it up. And I think I think DJ has has got a slot in the corner of the Matthew Harding stand. So you know the wrap round. I think it's going to be in the. If you're looking at the goal, the left hand corner. And I'm hoping that that's what's going to happen. But I'm I'm too old and long in the tooth to. Uh, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it up there. If you see what I mean. But I'm hopeful that All it'll right. be up there this Saturday. We'll, we'll, we'll... We'll leave it. We'll leave it at that. You know, it uh, wouldn't be right for me to comment on anything uh, in that department. That's uh, it's a uh, it's a lovely gesture and yeah. it's a lovely gesture by the supporters and indeed uh, the club as well for allowing it. So, you know, uh, if indeed it happens, great. If it doesn't happen, then uh, well, thanks for the thoughts. Well, I bloody well hope so because uh, I've kind of done this as a also a gesture because we we've got you know a lot of listeners who, who are very loyal to the show and, and I wanted to kind of give something back to them as well. You know, they all kind of contribute to it in a way. So, you know, right. it's uh, it's nice for them to be well, able to well, see, that, see case, that, you know. Well, in that case, uh, thanks to thanks yeah. to them as well, Lovely. you know, for uh, having uh, some sort of support for it. So uh, thank you all the listeners out there. It's, uh, if indeed it happens, it's much appreciated. Well, fingers crossed. And uh, if not, I'll be talking to Richard and, and DJ. But there you go. Right, let's, let's finish the show up with a little bit of fun. Um, I kind of dug out in my research for finding out how many times Chelsea hadn't lost to Man United at home in the Premier League. I, I uncovered some information about a few matches when you were playing. And I mean, as you, I, we, we've had this conversation before and I remember you saying to me at the time, you didn't beat United much when you were playing for them at all. Um, but, no, we didn't. No, exactly. But we did, we did up there. Yeah, we did up there yeah place. true we did, enough. We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't lose so much up there, but mm. down at our place. That's was, right. Well... A bit of a different story. Few and far between. But I've dug out a few matches, and ironically, one of them, I think it's the first match I went to actually, because I just moved to London. It was, uh, it was in 1985. It was October the 26th. We you lost, well, we lost two one. Joe McLaughlin scored for us, uh, and uh, Mark Hughes, ironically, and Jesper Olsen scored for them. Do you remember that one? Got to be honest, no. Nope. Um, Shall I tell you who was playing? No, I, I, um, well, I could probably guess both teams, all within reason. I mean, Brian Robson would be playing for them. And yeah. I, I dare say Pallister and Bruce. Um, they were around that time. Uh, if uh, Or maybe not. There was no, a, a bit, bit old for them. Hog. Possibly. I don't know who's played for them. I didn't bother writing that down. No, right. For us, <laughs> I, I, for us in 85, I could probably name it. I'll go close. I'll get nine, I think. Um, Eddie would be playing in goal. Yep. It'd be, uh, well, the fullback situation, it was either... It was very much up in the air until Steve Clark came. If Clark had arrived around that time, well, he might have been a bit later. Bit later. It could have been bit Darren later. Wood. Uh, it could have been Darren Wood. And it tossed up between Doug Rugby, John Miller, or John Cody, or any anyone at left back. Um, um, the centre back would be Pates and McLaughlin. Yep. And the midfield would be Stackman and Bumstead. Yep. Pat would be on the right, myself and David up front. Yep. And it would be the left side. Jerry Murphy could have been because 85. Jerry, it could be Jerry Murphy, who come from Crystal Palace. 
It could be one of a number of people, but it Tash. Be... If I said Tash to you, what would that mean? Kevin Wilson. No, it wasn't Kevin Wilson. No, no I've got that wrong. Then Kevin McAllister. No, he ain't got a Tash. No, he played on the right as well. I, I did but, what you did. Yeah. I went. I went. I was thinking Kevin Wilson, but it's actually Kevin McAllister. You got that yeah, pretty much McCall- spot on, mate. You've got that absolute yeah, spot like on. Apart from Bob oh, Isaac, can... Robert Isaac was playing. Well, one of the centre backs must have been injured because I mean, no disrespect to Bob, um, fair play to him, youngster getting it coming, you know, in uh, uh, into the team. He would not be ahead of McLaughlin and Pates. At no, the well, they were they were both playing, and Doug Rugby was playing. He was the other fullback. Well, he, Bob Isaac must have been playing fullback then. Yeah, they've either bombed Darren, bombed Darren Wood out or or something like that. They decided to give him a game at fullback. So there you go. Um, Right, there's another couple, okay, and this is a good one. We won this one. I think this is the only one we won against them in that period that you were playing, but we won 1-0 in February in 1990, and I think Gareth Hall, Gareth Hall scored. I mean, I'm just wondering, is that the worldie he scored? He did score a worldie for us, didn't he? Well, I should remember it if Gareth scored. I mean, it wasn't. It wouldn't be that many. Um, I don't know. I, I, I can't really remember. I... No. Uh, I have to be honest. That's, yeah. that's two games I can't remember. No, mate, you're like me. I can't. I can't remember what I did yesterday, let alone bloody thirty oh, years ago. I can remember ago. most things. I, yeah. I can. Uh, I suppose it's a bit, a little bit big-headed. If you want, I could probably remember most of the games that I scored in. And oh, I you see, there you go. The others. That was the selfish side of uh, things. That's what David Speed used to tell everyone. That he, he's selfish. He'd rather score the one and get beat four-one and then win four-nil <laughs> and not score. Well, but, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sorry to report that and, you didn't score and, any of these. And, no, so you that's know, why you don't remember. Why I don't remember. That's probably why I don't remember him. <laughs> I have a feeling that that was a worldie that Gareth scored because I, I think we we had a chant about it. It was that that unusual. But the lineup that day was Dave Besson, Gareth Hall, Erlen Johnson, Ken Moncow, Clive Wilson, Tony Dorigo, Bummers, Peter Nicholas, you, Kevin McAllister, and Kevin Wilson. So the team had really yeah, changed well, a lot. Yeah, must have years. just left then. What year was that? That was nineteen ninety. I'll say 89-90. That was yeah. the, the promotion season. That's Gordon right. Jury had left that. He'd left in 89. And uh, Kevin McAllister must have played on the right and yourself and Willow up front. Yeah. Yeah. And the last one uh, was a real ding-dong of a match. Actually, we won this one too, so I was lying. I managed to pick two. We won, Kerry. This was in March Nothing 19... 19- no, absolutely right. There's no bias on this programme. He lied. Uh, anyway, <laughs> well, so it should be. It's a bloody Chelsea show. Anyway, this is in March 1991. And we uh, we won 3-2. With uh, Gordon Jury, funnily enough, you just mentioned him. He scored. Oh, Tony so Dorigo. Yeah, he was still there. Tony Dorigo scored and Ken Moncow. And Brian McClare and Mark Hughes scored for them. And uh, I'll give you, no, the li- give you the line-up. No, right. I can't remember that either. Right, OK. Well, this is this this tickles me no. pink, actually. This is Dave that Besson. That was a tongue-in-cheek comic, so I didn't score either. Once you told me I didn't score, then I couldn't remember. Oh, no, quite right. I, I, you're a man after my <laughs> own heart. Right, Dave Besson, Steve Clark. So, Clarkie was playing by Clarkie, then. Clarkie, yeah. Yep. Well, Clarkie played 10 years, didn't he? Yeah, he did, didn't he? Ken Moncow, Jason Cundy. Now, that would have been a very young Cundy, I think, wouldn't it? Uh, very Tony, much so, yeah. you know. Um, we had Tony Dorigo, Alan Dickens, Al- Andy Townsend, Dennis Wise, Kerry Dixon, Gordon Jury, Kevin McAllister. So up front, it was pretty much the same as the year before, but uh, changed a lot. Well, uh, the year else. before was Kevin Wilson, myself, and Gordon Jury pretty much, mm. you know, rotated. I was more central, them two just either side of me. And like, you know, the old fashioned, well, I don't know what's old fashioned because 4 4 2 is now old fashioned, but 4 3 3 it was pretty much we played mm. um, when we got promotion second time around and I call it the first team and then the second team um, it was a very good side yeah. you know, Robbo had just probably left his, his legs sort of just, just about gave up and Erlen must have gone uh, for Cundy to be 
breaking in. Erlen must have probably moved on or injured. Um, Kenny Monku, yeah. Yeah. It's a decent team. It, I tell you, it's a decent team. You're dead right, it's a decent team. I mean, Dennis Wise is playing, you know, who yeah, went, went on to great things, it. yeah. I mean, it's a great team, probably apart from... Campbell, it, Go on, it was mate. pretty much a Bobby Campbell side. It was yeah. a promotion side yeah. from 89-90. Yeah, that's right. Um, so if it's playing in 91, can be one of the youngsters, you know, obviously coming through. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. Was it Ian Porter field manager then? It might well have been, actually, yeah. Might well have been. Yeah, because that didn't end too well that season, did it? I think he was. you were definitely bottom half. But didn't Webby come Yeah, it in? wasn't such a great season. Yeah. And, uh, you know... Yeah, I was gonna, we'll, we'll move on from there. We will. I was going to say, beating United you know, was probably the highlight of the season. Well, I do remember it being quite an ecstatic uh, day that day. But I was going to say, you know, it was a great team, possibly apart from Jason, of course. You know, we can't, we can't, we can't give Jason too much praise, surely. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, not. He, he does all right, Jason. He's, uh, I, I wonder if it was his debut. I don't know who his debut was. I, he, he, he must tell us every time, but. Yeah. I can't remember if it was this game. Yeah, I'll ask him when I see him next, but uh, he's yeah. in good form at the moment. That's the main thing. But there you go. So a little, little wander down memory lane. Uh, sorry no, to quiz you on that, but I thought that'd be quite fun today. But I couldn't believe it because I just forgot because I've got... I mean, you, you say you don't remember. I mean, there are, there are people out there who are probably listening to this going, Chidge, what do you mean you can't remember, you know, when you... When you... But I just... I'll tell you there's a very but good once reason. once you get reminded, I'm sure you yeah. remember. You say, oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, but, mate... All it is a little bit of a jog of a memory. Mate, mid-80s, I'd just moved up to London. I was at university, you know. I, I spent most most of the time drunk as a what, whatever. So I, I can't remember much of the mid-80s, to be honest. But I do recall mm. being at that match because I remember it being quite, quite cold, actually. But uh, there you go. So, anyway, enough of us. We've wrapped it on far too long long today we've a bit of a bonus for everybody there we've been going on so long um listen right. great stuff as usual mate you and i'll try and catch up next week as always uh enjoy yep. the match tomorrow fingers crossed we'll get a nice win and stay unbeaten and uh and okay. enjoy the match mate great stuff and you mate and uh plenty of goals chelsea to win lovely stuff that's what i like to hear i'll speak to you next week cheers Kerry. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.